0: Billy Hoffaker has been a personal trainer for over 20 years, and he's the owner and CEO of Total Body Bootcamp and Performance Center with two successful locations in the hyper-competitive market of Long Island, New York. After several years of being a full-time professional martial artist and BJJ black belt, Billy is now passionate about helping fitness professionals with their money. He's the author of Fitness Profits, as well as the creator of Financial Freedom for Health and Fitness Professionals course. Billy is also the host of the leading financial podcast for Fit Pros, Your Money Fitness Coach podcast. Billy is regularly an expert guest on local and national podcasts and media. He's also a distinguished Toastmaster with Toastmasters International. Billy has conducted hundreds of presentations over the years at churches, businesses, and organizations, and I can't wait to introduce him to you. Today, we're going to be talking about how to win with money. Chris Cooper here to talk about Beyond the Whiteboard, the world's premier workout tracking platform. Beyond the Whiteboard empowers gym owners with tools designed to retain and motivate members. We all know clients need to accomplish their goals if they're going to stick around long term. And Beyond the Whiteboard will help your members chart their progress. They can earn badges, view leaderboards, track their macros, assess their fitness levels, and a lot more. Your job is to get great results for your members. Beyond the Whiteboard's job is to make sure your members see those results and celebrate them. For a free 30-day trial, visit btwb.com today. Hey, Billy, welcome to Two Brain Radio.
1: Thank you, Chris. I am uh, super pumped to, uh, to chat and, uh, and share, hopefully, some, uh, some, 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 some valuable info. Oh,
0: I'm, I'm sure, and I can't wait, man. Just to give people context on where you're coming from, what brought you into the fitness industry in the first place?
1: I mean the like the the longer deeper story where um, where it's gonna feel like you're my therapist uh, has to do with when I was uh, when I was younger has to do with some some bullying and just me really feeling uh, like I needed to learn how to protect myself I needed to gain confidence so I got that's how I got into working out I got into working out in martial arts and then I, I've I don't know how common this is but it's like the only thing I've ever done uh, I've never I never had a real job I guess you would say. I started off, uh, in college in community college and a guy that uh, I, I ended up, he ended up becoming like a friend slash mentor. He was a little bit older than me. Uh, he he, he, was, he was just letting me know. He's like, yeah, I, I trained these women at my gym and he was making like, I want to say he was making like a hundred bucks a session. This is like, this is like 23 years ago. And I was like, really? I was like, tell me more. Uh, so I was actually going for a pre-physical therapy at the time. I, I just knew I... I because of my background, because of my interests and passions, I knew I wanted to do something in the health, fitness, like science-y type realm. And uh, the only thing I really could think of was, uh, was physical therapy. And, and I had experience with my own therapist with a back injury. So I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool to, uh, to help other people. Uh, and then uh, I, my path changed a little bit when I was doing my volunteer hours. And I became pretty friendly with this uh, physical therapist at the, at the clinic. Her name was Colleen. And I don't know if I peeked over at her check or she showed me, but I remember me being shocked because I was doing like part-time personal training. I'm like, am I making more than her? And I was like, uh, so that that definitely was part of the influence. And then I, then I walked past the room and I saw this, this elderly obese person, you know, getting a massage and I saw skin flying everywhere. And I'm like, I don't know if I really want to do that. So it was just, it just really, my experience just showed me that it really wasn't what I wanted to do. I'm sure it was just like my experience, but that led me towards working towards personal training. And that was like 23 years ago. And I've had uh, definitely some ups and downs and and, and, and some zigzags. Uh, there was a period there where I did martial arts professionally for a few years. Uh, but that's yeah, really all I've done.
0: That's amazing, man. So um, that, that's a great story on how you got started in fitness. How did you get started? Or how did you realize that fitness pros needed help with financial management or how to, you know, how to win with money?
1: Okay, so, uh, so, man, uh, going back about eleven years ago now, I was I was doing my thing. I was living my life. I was uh, I'm generally like happy, positive, optimistic kind of guy. It's just how I'm wired. I was I was just living <laughs> living my life. I was recently married, about to start a family. I was doing what I loved, which was training people, and then uh, one day I got a knock on the door. Uh, as I was getting ready for work, I think it was like seven thirty in the morning. I opened the door, and there's this there's this big, muscle muscle bound dude standing on my porch. He's got tattoos on his neck. He's got a goatee, shaved head. And I looked past him, and I saw my my beautiful uh, shiny brand new white Honda Accord, and it was hooked up to his tow truck. And it was uh, it was like a, a, a shock. Uh, but what was shocking about it? Well, well i guess that's like kind of the definition of of shocked right It's like i i was i was i didn't know it was coming i, I didn't even realize that it was in danger of that happening i i never heard of it i'm like what's going on here i didn't even that's how bad things were is that i didn't even know cuz now that i that i look back like i had to have been behind several months and i've had to have been getting warnings that just doesn't happen you know out of nowhere uh, but for me it did i was just really oblivious i was hiding my uh head under the sand or Brushing the dirt under the carpet, however you want to say it. And uh, from that at that point, uh, I, I, I dug around and I wanted to at least get some sense of reality and, and discovered that my wife and I were one hundred and thirty thousand uh, in change in non-mortgage debt. Uh, so it was crazy. We had uh, any I, I think I had every debt possible. I had medical debt, I had uh, credit card debt, high interest. I had we had student loans on both sides. Uh, We had loans with friends, uh, loans with family members. Uh, It was it was it was a mess. Uh, Stacks and stacks of bills piled up to here, and uh, that that so that was the start of my journey. So uh, how I got to uh, realize there was a need in the fitness industry was years later. uh, This has the story has a really good ending. Uh, Five years we were able to pay off uh, every dollar, every cent of that uh, of that debt. And then I, I started just like I guess a lot of uh, guys, or hopefully a lot of guys, they start getting involved with coaching and masterminding. So I started getting around more people. And uh, I, I would, I would uh, people would start asking me like how I'm doing, how I'm running my business, because the uh, businesses were successful. I have two facilities here on Long Island, and we have a small footprint model. And it was uh, things were going really well for us. so people started asking me questions. Uh, that ultimately led to me doing a little bit of business coaching. I ended up creating a sort of like a, like a product. It was more than a product, more like a, I don't, I don't want to say license uh, program, but it was, it was, it was, it was the, the real deal. It was kind of like how to run the business. Uh, that's, that's what started the journey to the financial stuff. Cause then I started really digging into things with people and they would come up to me and they would, uh, they would tell me the, the, the reality of their, of their business. and 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 it wasn't good in many cases, you know, people that were uh, they were they weren't too far from having their doors shut down. They were uh, heavily in debt. They were making no money. They weren't taking home any money, regardless of what the Instagram photos or the Facebook photos showed. Uh, they 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 weren't doing well financially, and uh, that's when I realized that wow, there's a huge need here. Uh, the, the the level of uh, financial education and knowledge is really low. It's probably like that in every industry, but obviously this is the one that I'm, I'm in and. Uh, And that's what I saw. So that led to to me uh, doing all this stuff. I know that was super long-winded.
0: No, I I think that's great. And you know what? I do think that the need is even greater in fitness because fitness is generally chosen as a career by passionate people uh, who are really focused on just helping people out and getting them fitter and healthier. There's a low barrier to entry to enter the field, thank goodness. But that also means that you might not have a financial background or an education. I mean, I certainly didn't when I started. So what problem do people bring you most often? Or, or what do you see out there most often among fit pros? No, it's
1: like, this isn't, this isn't really like the answer I almost even want to give because it doesn't sound so exciting. But uh, what seems to be coming up a lot is like the relationship with money, you know, things like I can't control my spending. And things like I can't get on the same page with my spouse because, you know, she's she or he is doing one thing and I'm doing another and we can't seem to get alignment. Uh, so it's like I wish it was easier. You know, I wish it was just like, hey, all you need to do is like X, Y and Z. Uh, but these are some uh, so, some deeper issues that uh, people really need to reflect and and, and, and figure out, you know, why they have certain behaviors or why they're having problems with communication. So these are, these are like deeper issues, but those are some, and then of course there's also the very practical things um, like, Hey, I'm in debt and I I need to, I need to make a plan. I'm ready to take action and I just need to figure out how to do it. And that could be on the personal side and on the business side as well.
0: I I would love to learn more about that relationship with money concept. So, you know, in uh, a lot of the gyms that we worked with, started out that way, right? I'm just really passionate about CrossFit or or sports training or whatever it is. And so I feel kind of guilty about even charging a dollar for it, let alone what I should be charging. And we've just started working with more and more yoga gyms now. And I see this pervasive attitude there too, of like, oh, I'm so lucky to be able to do this. I feel guilty about making a good wage. You know, what are some tools or tactics that we could use to overcome that mindset?
1: Yeah, I guess it comes down to first identifying it and just recognizing the, the value that we're actually bringing. You know people think, "Oh, I'm just training them for an hour. you know I, I shouldn't charge too much." I had one guy uh, actually yesterday, a coaching client, He told me that uh, he, he raised his rates, and uh, some, one of his clients called him greedy. And I, it actually like, it actually like pissed me off, like, like to my core. I got really mad for him, and I said, "Dude." I said i i, I really uh, man i i, I want to talk to this guy you know because you know what does he do and he's like some kind of professional and what does he charge and you know of course he's you know making all types of money and and he has the nerve to to, to say this guy is greedy because he's you know he's a life changer he's adding so much value uh so i just i just uh my advice to that uh, young man was to uh to really recognize who you would who you want to work with and who you don't want to work with you know i said listen if this guy's going to call you greedy for charging, and, it, and when I, if I told you the actual numbers, it's like so far from greedy. I said, you know, I don't think you want to work with a guy like that. You want to work with people that value you, value your time, and they're happy to pay uh, what you're worth. Uh, so I think it's just a, a lot of it is, uh, it's just not having that confidence because partly because, yeah, they got into it because it was a passion. They love working out. They, they like helping people and they don't have that, uh, that business sense or that financial knowledge, and they're not confident in a lot of times treating it like a business and realizing that, hey, if I'm charging you know only x amount of dollars and I have all this overhead, uh, there's really very little left. And um, number one, uh, that's going to be a problem just just to survive. Uh, but number two. Uh, if I ever want to grow this thing or step out of a coaching role, uh, there's no margin to do that. How am I going to? I'm barely making any money myself. How am I going to pay somebody else to provide a service? So they just have to um, really. Um, I think it's education, knowledge. It's getting more
0: comfortable uh, with some of these things. So repetition, experience probably helps. Would you say so, Billy? Or?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I tried to encourage him. Like, hey, we all, you know, kind of start there. We all, we all go through this. Most of us aren't you know, born with like super uh, business and financial savvy. It's something that we do have to go through. Uh, But at some point we do have to get uncomfortable. We have to get out of our comfort zone. We have to uh, just take a chance, you know, just do different things to to put yourself out there and take a chance. And I, I, I basically assured him, I said, listen, you raising your rates, I can I mean, I could, I, I basically guaranteed them. I said, I can could, I could guarantee you that it's going to be a good move for you. You're going to be happier that you did that. You're either going to retain all of your clients or you're going to retain the ones that you want. And the ones that are on your waiting list that you just told me about are going to be happy to fill in that spot of if if somebody does leave.
0: Oh yeah. I agree, man. So you know, early on, a lot of us had to learn that lesson the hard way. And and for me, it was, I worked, um, I had like 13 client hours booked back to back, no breaks all day. I finally went out, uh, out of my little 10 by 10, tiny personal training studio gym at nine o'clock and counted up the money. And I said, there's just not enough. Like I cannot support my lifestyle on this. And that's what forced me to do it. But the other problem that comes in uh, at that stage too, is debt. And debt can really creep up on you. You mentioned that that was a problem for you. How did you actually overcome it and, and like pay off over a hundred thousand in consumer debt in five years? Well,
1: the very first thing that had to happen, which is kind of obvious, but just to make sure we're not looking past it, is I just made a very clear decision that I was going to do it. it there was once I did, it was like a switch that went off. I was really mad at myself, I was mad at the you know, basically, the husband I was being to even put our family in that position, and I said, "This is it. I am done with this. I am changing things. We are going to uh, do whatever it takes uh, to get out of this debt and, and and move forward. So that was like the very first thing. and then after that you 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 just take one step after the other. you know I got into that one dollar at a time and I had to get out of it one dollar at a time. People are surprised when I tell them that you know I would do things like you know, take like a little extra, you know, dollar and sixty cents, and put it towards like a, you know, two thousand dollar debt. And it's like, you know, why? Why would you do that? You're not making any progress with that. And it was just the idea of like becoming that kind of person, like creating that identity in, in ourselves that like we're just people that are getting out of debt, and we're doing whatever it takes. If it's an extra one penny, I'm gonna pay it. As crazy as that sounds, that's the kind of stuff that we did. Uh, and then at one point, we. We were doing well. We were making progress, and of course, you, know, you get discouraged because you know you might make progress, and then there's a month where you make no progress, or maybe you even fall back a little bit. Maybe you have a hard month, and you're like, "Man, like we're working our tails off. You know, it's years into this. I just kind of want to give up." Uh, but at one point, we just decided it was actually my wife's uh, thought. She said, "We just need. We we were." we were we were dedicated to it, but we had some extra money just kind of sitting around and we were like we were like scared to let it go. we We weren't totally organized. We just went, and this is this is one of my biggest tips, is we just went all in, laser focused. We are taking every penny we can spare, and we were we were putting it towards this debt. And as far as like the exact mechanics we use, what's called the debt snowball. So the debt snowball was uh, something I, I, I also encourage people to do. So either the debt snowball or something like it. Basically, what you do is you're going to take, uh, you're going to just list out all of your debts. You're going to list out the what they are. You know, whether it's a Visa credit card or a card note, whatever it is, you list it out. You list the total dollar amount, the balance that's due. You list the interest rate. You list the um, you know when it's due. You list a minimum payment that's due, and then the estimated payoff date. Uh, so I always encourage people to just get that list together. Like even just doing that and people, and actually I was just on another, another uh, show and somebody asked me like, when you did that, didn't it like freak you out? Because you, you looked, you did that and you saw like 130 at the bottom. And I was like, you know what? Surprisingly, it didn't do that. It actually gave me a little bit of like comfort because I'm like, I'm looking at it. This is what we have to deal with. I know I'd rather know what we're dealing with than just be blind to it. And I was like, yeah, you know what? This is, this is, this is a monster of a, of a goal but uh, at least I know what I'm dealing with and we can start taking action. Uh, So then basically you just list them out in the order you want to pay them. You knock out that that lowest balance first and then you take that minimum payment that you were paying towards that and you lump it together and you start creating that snowball. So then you're going to pay down the next one and it is powerful when you focus on it. It doesn't work if you're trying to do that and you're trying to accomplish like six other financial goals. You have to be focused, but when you are, it works. Uh, it's worked for me. It's worked for many clients. And uh, by the time I got to the end of it, uh, it was a huge amount. I don't remember exactly, but I want to say it was like either six or eight thousand dollar payment towards that last debt. That's how big that snowball got because I had so much. And it was uh, so you're taking the, the the minimum payments plus whatever extra you have. So you, you know you can. You know, maybe if you're if you're if you have a training gym, maybe you you run a special uh, program, you do a nutrition program, you try to make an extra thousand bucks, and you put that towards it. I was going around doing seminars for two fifty a pop, and I was just throwing that towards the debt. I, I was you know selling stuff. I was just doing whatever I could
0: uh, to, to to make progress. Back to Two Brain Radio in just a minute. Your mm-hmm. gym members will love O2's hydrating, non-carbonated beverages after a tough workout. Even better, O2 is a community-based brand that wants to give back to gyms. If you sell O2 at your gym, you get a free sponsored event every year. Gym owners who wholesale O2 also get their first order for a dollar. Visit wholesaledrinko 02com to apply for an account today. Do you think in the long run, Billy, that that helped you? Like learning that, that progress or maybe just because it made you hungry to do these extra things to create the revenue to pay it off?
1: Yeah. I, that, that actually gives me a few thoughts. So, so, number one, uh, going through that experience, 100% helped me with the business, uh, because that was all personal. There were, there was a little bit of business debt from a, from previous business. Uh, but I've been, my, my business has been debt free from the start. Other than that, it was like some IRS, uh, uh, payments that I owed from a previous business. That's a whole nother story with, you know, not, um, you know, not being uh, planned for taxes. Um, I think we all go through that at some point seems like, and, uh, so, so it, was a, it was a tremendous lesson on the business side because I was able to prevent going into uh, debt on the business, which I don't know if that would have happened had I not gone through that. Uh, that was number one. Number two, it has given me the ability, I think, to 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 be able to set and achieve financial goals. And it creates motivation and momentum. And I think I actually heard this on, you, on your podcast, Chris, where it's like you set up a, a benchmark And you, now you need to do the work to achieve it. You know, so I need to make more money to pay down this debt. I need to, you know, we, we operate debt-free. So it's like, if I need to buy this equipment, I need to save the money that creates like really good habits, right? Because now you're doing the work to get there and you just sort of create this internal motivation to reach more goals. So I think it did that. It made me, uh, this is good and bad, but it made me not, uh, like gray. It made me like, all in on my goals uh, i think uh, some people they're carrying like a few thousand dollars of debt and they're able to manage it but they don't they never really learn the lesson of really making progress i think going through that being at that rock bottom point it really made that 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 flip for me which i, I don't know what it would have happened if it wasn't so bad and then finally i think what it did for my marriage and my family although it was painful in the moment i think that turned out to be a a big advantage because it's like something my wife and I can, uh, you know, we we bonded over it. You know, we did this together. It was just her and I in terms of, you know, uh, at that point in our lives. And it was, it was just something that was only, we would understand it with each other. And I think it just brought us closer. And now it's helped us as we've worked towards other things.
0: That's great, man. And I really think that, you know, the best mentorship comes from experience like this. So when somebody seeks out your service, Billy, like what's the very first thing that you work on with them? Well,
1: um, we, we, we usually, I, I, I usually like to get into just like any other coach, you know, I'm, I'm going to ask a bunch of questions. I'm going to find out what's, uh, what what their needs are, what their wants are, what are their biggest pain points. Um, but 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 once we start like really getting into the actual steps, uh, we do something called just, just um, uh, what do we call it, uh, an inventory, creating an inventory. So we just want to get a snapshot, uh, same idea. It's like, if you don't know where you are, it's like our fitness clients, you know, most of us. We're doing some kind of assessment, whether it's a movement screen or a strength test. It's something as we're starting with that person to know where are you starting from. If you want to lose weight, all right, how much do you want to lose? Where are you starting from? Uh, same idea with the finances. So let's look at it. Let's put it out there. You know, what's your uh, depends? Like, it's, is it net worth? Is it uh, total debt? Is it uh, savings? Uh, you know, where are you in your life? What are your goals? And then once we get an idea of where they are, we could start working on. Uh, where they want to go and then start creating a plan to get there.
0: Yeah, that's great, man. I've got a question that's come up in our higher level group. These are the tinkers. Um, there becomes this point where you're earning more money than you need to earn. You're working only about as much as you want to, you know, and a lot of them still choose to coach because they just love it. So they might do an hour or two, you know, a day. Uh, but how do you stay motivated after that? Yeah. You know, beyond beyond this point?
1: Yeah, that's that's I love that. That's something I've dealt with a lot myself, Um, and I'll tell you a a quick point to that was when we we made that last payment. So this is even getting before what you would call the tinker stage. So this is going back when we paid off that debt. It was it reminds me of that because it was such a big goal, and you know people ask me that must have felt awesome like you paid off all that debt. That's crazy, and I didn't feel like that. You know that's kind of embarrassing, right? Like I made that last payment, and like maybe for like three seconds, like I felt really good. And then it was like, like where's the balloons and where's all the bells and whistles? Like, like life is pretty much the same, right? We still have all of our other problems, and now it's just kind of like on to the next thing. So I would just encourage people. Uh, I I've been in that boat, and it, it's it's just it, it's just embracing the journey and realizing that a big part of success and especially financial success, it's just sometimes it's just not that exciting. You know, it's just doing things consistently over time. And getting to the point where you have that time freedom, and you know finding joy in you know in whatever it is that that brings you joy, whether it's time with your family, whether it's you know starting a side business, whether it's getting involved with different investments. Uh, but you, you kind of find those things to, to to sort of you know keep you going, you know, creating new goals, uh, and then ultimately it's about you know like for me I have four kids, so it's like you know what can I do? I'm, I'm starting to get into investments with my ten year old. And it's like that's kind of exciting to me. It's like you know what, because it's new to me. You know, I, I've never, I've never taught a ten-year-old about investing, so it's kind of like a new goal in and of itself. So I think things like that uh, can keep you motivated. Because for me, it's not about the money. Just like, just like for a lot of people listening, like you, you don't really want, you know, you you only want so much stuff. Like, what what is all that stuff going to do for you at the end of the day? Maybe you, you really enjoy cars, and and that's all good. Uh, but at some point, you know, it's like there's a little bit more to it than that. And it's you know teaching those kids. It's giving back. It's really making an impact. It's really uh, you know maybe getting joy from uh, from from giving, whether it's your time or your money. But uh, but I don't want to I don't want to just rush past that point of uh, I think just kind of just accept that it's a it's a process and maybe right now you're not feeling. You know, super motivated because you didn't just start a brand new gym and, and you, know, you just kind of, you've done really well and your reward is now, you know, you kind of get to do what you want. But if you look at anybody who's been successful uh, financially in the long term, it's just been like this, like plodding along. Like, you know, even Warren Buffett, it's been in the news a lot lately where, you know, 99 point something percent of his net worth was achieved after age 65 and even more in, in recent, recent years. Why is that? Because he was investing since age 10. And you look at, you know, 55 years of getting to those, you know, billions and billions. And then now he's like 90. And it's like, man, that's not going to sell. That's not going to sell a ton of, uh, you know, books or, or or tons of programs. Hey, invest, you know, slowly and steadily for, you know, for decades and decades and decades. But um, we all know that if you got to that Tinker level, then you, you know that it's a process and it takes time.
0: That's great, man. Um, you know, another question that comes up a lot in our Tinker program is, What should I do with the money? So Mm -hmm. I've got this money coming out of the gym. Do I go open another gym? Do I buy sports cars? Do I put it in index funds? Like what do you what do you tell people to go all in on their project, to diversify? What advice do you have?
1: I'm a big fan of, and this is how my mind works. So I think that's part of it is like figuring out how your mind works and, and the way you operate, because we're all different. But one of the things that works well for me is I like dealing with percentages. So what I'll do is I'll just kind of create and it could be arbitrary, it could be just based on, you know, how much effort you want to put into one area versus another, but you might say, man, don't miss the point of you worked really hard and you've earned this money, so don't miss the point of enjoying that money. Um so you might say, hey, you know, for a- any extra profit that we have, I'm going to take let's say, you know, 50% of it or, you know, 55% of it or 60% of it and I'm going to put it towards like these personal goals that I have. You know, they could be uh, it could be you know, some fancy vacations. It could be uh, you know, a material thing or other experience, uh, but then I'm going to take the rest of this and yeah, I'm going to put it towards uh, investments. I'm going to put it towards assets. Uh, I'm going to put it towards uh, the stock market, or I'm going to put it towards real estate, or I'm going to put it towards this side hustle that I'm working on. So I just think it, it comes down to really getting an understanding of the vision you have and what you want to, to do. Like I, I have one guy who he's doing really well. He's at that level you're talking about, and he just doesn't want to have another business. He doesn't want to get involved with real estate. He just wants to put his money in like low cost index funds and let it grow. He still enjoys training. He's kind of like the mayor of his facility, and he likes it. So he's got a good grasp of what he wants to do and what he likes. Uh, but then you have you know another guy who is starting to get into like you know Airbnbs and getting into that whole thing and. And that's great, but they're different personalities. And one guy is uh, really into that and he enjoys it. And the other guy doesn't want anything to do with it. So uh, I think we have to be careful of just doing something because maybe somebody else is doing it. And, and, I've, and, I've, and I've struggled with that. It's like, man, like that guy's doing it. Maybe I should do that. Like Not necessarily because everything we say yes to, uh, we're automatically saying no to something else. Uh, so just kind of weighing the downside versus the upside and uh, figuring out what you want
0: to do. But I will say that's a good problem. It's a, it's a great problem for sure. Um, you know, but I definitely agree. Like it's very easy to get distracted at this level, especially if you spent a long time working really hard and not having any money to suddenly have it. Now you're just tempted to do everything.
1: Yeah. So let me add one thing there. Uh, cause I, I would, I would, I, if, this, if this, if this saves one person, it'll be worth our time. There's the difference between making money and then keeping money. And I think that could be a potential, uh, danger or risk for somebody. You know, you work so hard. You got to the point you're able to build up some savings, and then you took some, you know, huge risk that just really wasn't worth it for you. So, kind of, you know, make sure you're just weighing that out. And if there, if there is a risk, make sure it's smart. Make sure you're not just, you know, throwing it into something that, you know, who knows what's going to happen. It's just, uh, it's it's just a different skill set. Sh- I should say, it's keeping money is different skill than making money.
0: That's really insightful because it is very, very tempting once you've been successful at a gym or a personal training studio or yoga studio to be like, I'm going to go open a coffee shop. And that is like my constant temptation.
1: Yeah. That's a really good example. Cause, cause yeah, because who says just because you're, you know, you're a gym owner who says you're going to be a great call co- and maybe you are, and I'm maybe not. that's fine.
0: But <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Exactly. No, that's good. I like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even from some of the mentors that I've had who had very boring businesses, you know, maybe they started like a garbage company or something. Um, And then they sold it and they're really wealthy and then they become bored. And so, you know, a lot of the less disciplined ones would say, what do I want to do next? Well, I'm really interested in coffee. I'm going to go start a coffee house. But what these really disciplined mentors do is they'll say, I'm going to start another garbage business, sanitation business, because I know how to do that. Yeah, It would be dumb of me to go learn everything. So I'm going to go start it. We're going to grow faster than I did the first time. I'm probably going to sell it again. So yeah, it's... uh, I've been listening to more of this type of advice recently, Billy. And I think like what you're saying there is super important. It's harder to keep money than it is to make money.
1: Nice. I think a lot of us that are kind of wired as entrepreneurs, we kinda we want to monetize everything. Yeah, you know, it's like I I love to read books, so maybe I'll open a bookstore. You know, it's like sometimes it's just you know just just kind of stay in your lane and stick to your strengths. And I've had that like with jujitsu. So I've done jujitsu my whole life, and you know I can't tell you how many times I thought about like I had my own jujitsu school. But it's like yeah, that just creates so much more stuff, and it's like, is it worth it?
0: Yeah, and you will probably wind up hating jujitsu. Exactly, that's that's the big fear. I definitely get that. Okay, man. So um, tell us about your program. Gym owners, fit pros, they call you up. What happens?
1: Yeah, so I'm more of a more of the style of coach that, you know, kind of just believe that, you know, the people that that that, that contacted me, they're motivated, they want to make a change, they have what it takes. Uh, so all I'm going to do is I'm just going to, I'm going to uh, give them perspective, I'm going to share my experience, I'm going to ask questions to uh, really get them to uh, discover their next steps, I'm going to provide accountability behind that. And we're going to try to work through these different uh, stages, you know, depending on where they're at. You know, I've worked with people who are heavily in debt. I've worked with uh, people that are more in that uh, tinker phase that you're talking about. And um, so they're, 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 it's going to be a different uh, strategy for each person, but it's just going to be you know, meeting them where they're at and uh, giving them uh, action steps and accountability to get into their, 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 their
0: goal. That's fantastic, man. How do people reach you or find your program?
1: Uh, so I think the best way, if anybody would just wants to kind of like hear more, check out more of the content, I'd love for you to check out the podcast. It's your fitness money coach podcast. And then if you want to contact me directly, I think social media is fine, like Facebook, it's Billy Hofacker or William, my given name, Hofacker. You can catch me there. I mean, the website is yourfitnessmoneycoach.com. So any of those would be uh, would be great.
0: That's great, Billy. Hey man, thanks for coming on. I think you've given us a lot of value, and there's a few specific tools that people can take away from this. Um, we'll put that link in the show notes for everybody and, uh, yeah, keep doing it, man. Keep, keep making fit pros more successful. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Chris. Thanks for your encouragement and, uh, consider it an honor to be on your show and just appreciate all that you're doing as well.
0: Thanks for listening to Two Brain Radio. If you aren't in the Gym Owners United group on Facebook, this is my personal invitation to join. It's the only public Facebook group that I participate in, and I'm in there all the time with tips, tactics, and free resources. I'd love to network with you and help you grow your business. Join Gym Owners United on Facebook.